is a very interesting passage and really it's a call. It's a call for all of us, but yet specifically today, it's a call for Michael and for Scarlet. It says here, and when Moses saw him in verse 25, I'm sorry, verse 25. This is really great. This is fantastic. And when Moses saw that the people had broken loose, and that's a euphemism for a lot of wickedness, okay? When he, had, he saw them, and what they were doing is they were worshiping like the Egyptians would worship all their false deities. And, and it wasn't pretty. There wasn't anything godly about it. So Moses saw that the people had broken loose. For Aaron, remember he's the spokesperson, the right hand of Moses. It says, for Aaron had let them break loose to the derision of their enemies. What I'm saying is, now the enemies of God could mock the God of Israel and could mock God's people. Why in the world did God bring them out of Egyptian slavery? Because they were to be His people. Well, they're not living like God's people. They're living like the pagans in the, in the world, the Egyptian world. So they're to the derision of the enemies of God. Then Moses stood in the gate. Now again, hundreds of thousands of Jews... Hundreds of thousands. Some estimate over a million. We, we don't know, but there's hundreds of thousands of Jews. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, our choir has a song that has this phrase in, who is on the Lord's side? Folks, if you think about your individual life as a Christian in this pagan world that's corrupt, that's dictated by the prince of the power of the air, Satan, Lucifer, whatever term you want to give him, he's the God of this age. Folks, you, you're, much like, you're much like Moses standing before all these rebels. I mean, you're, that's what you're faced with in this world. So, so the question Moses asked the children of Israel is who is on the Lord's side? Folks, every moment of every day, you're, you're really you're faced with that question. Uh, Jesus says that in John 17. You have to ask yourself that all the time. Paul says that we hold every thought captive to obey Jesus. So, we're conf- who is on the Lord's side? You know, in, in every decision, who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me, Moses said. Now for us, we don't go to a man. Moses was God's representative. We don't need a mediator now because we have Jesus, so we come to Jesus. He says, come to me. And guess who came? See, this is very... If you read the Old Testament, this is why the Levites were the worship leaders, were the singers, and took care of the worship center, so to speak, because of this commitment. And so the Bible says, and all the sons of Levi gathered around him. So all the descendants of Levi, so this is why when you hear, you're reading the Old Testament, it's always about the Levites and priests. The descendants of Aaron, the priesthood, Levites, the tribe of Levi, had this responsibility to lead worship, so to speak. And and this is where it began. Who's on the Lord's side? Well, we're saying this morning that we believe Michael's on the Lord's side. 
And we're going to ordain him as, as a deacon. But look at verse 29. So all these people separated and they obeyed. If you see what they did, uh, it's either God's either they obey the Lord and nobody's going to stand in their way. And you can see what they had to do. But then in verse 29 it says, And Moses said, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord. But you notice they, they stood. Look what they, they stood with him. They stood with Moses. Moses said, you know, if you're on the Lord's side, stand with me. So they stood with him. Then they obeyed God's word, God's word through Moses, and they acted. And then after they acted, they were ordained into the ministry, so to speak. So for us, as we observe men, you know, as our deacons and yoke fellows and all these guys serve in the church and observe men, we, we watch them. You observe them, obey the Lord. And much like what Moses did, he told them after they had served and done exactly what God said do, they say now, Moses says now, you are ordained for the service of the Lord. And that's much what we've seen for Michael. And that's kind of what we're doing for Michael in the church today. Now, if you have a bulletin, I'll be brief, okay? But I want you to see some things in your bulletin where I kind of gave you the duty of service, uh, I'm not going to preach on all these. It's, 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 I don't want to preach, but the duty to serve in Acts 6, Peter says that we might appoint to this duty. There's a duty. And so in our church, and let me apologize before I say all this, um, the, the deacons have a ministry, an ongoing ministry. They not only are shepherd leaders, so to speak, or servant leaders, but we have what we call a deacon family ministry. And sometimes we do better at it than other times, but technically, all of our deacons have families. And we're fixing to revamp that since we have new deacons. And we have two new deacons, Michael being one of them, Bruce was the other one. So now we, we will assign every church family a deacon. And they will shepherd those families. That's one of the things they do, the deacon family ministry plan. But it's a duty that, that God assigns, the church assigns. And so the apostles said when they chose the seven in Acts 6, we're going to appoint to this duty. It's an honor to be assigned a duty for the Lord. So that's what Michael's being assigned. The Word, uh, you talk about the Word confirms and instructs us. If we read... 1 Timothy 3, we will before we leave. That's where the, the, the qualifications for a deacon, and matter of fact, first thing is qualifications for a preacher, which there's another qualification for preachers in Titus 1, but you have, and then you have the qualifications for a deacon in 1 Timothy 3. Well, then you go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it tells us that the Word of God, that the Bible is God-breathed, and it is our authority for faith and practice. And so for us as a church, what we need to do, and I need to do as the shepherd, is find out what the Bible says do, and then we need to do it. And so what we're doing is exactly what the Bible says do. We've, we've chosen some men out from, from among us, and then in just a moment, we're symbolically going to lay our hands on him, those of us that are ordained. The Bible says it's a high calling. First, First Corinthians 1 calls it 
You're called to be saints. It's a, very, it's a sanctified, set apart, and a high calling. Uh, Paul calls it an upward call in Philippians. It's an upward call of God in Christ Jesus. However, that is true for all of us. The church, what we simply do, if you read Ephesians 4, is we simply just do, or well, supposed to. I, again, I'm not infallible, neither are you. We make mistakes, I make mistakes. But we as the church obey what the Scriptures say do. So the church just obeys and affirms what God's Word. So that's why this can be a service on a Sunday morning. Because this is right out of the book of 1 Timothy. We're just doing what the Bible says do, and we're doing it in the corporate gathering of the church. And to me, that's a great act of worship because we're obeying the Scriptures. Because of Michael, because of all of us, you know, for we are many members but one body in Christ. The body, because of this, obeying Scripture, the body is strengthened and grows. That, when we do our part, when we do what the Bible says do, it tells us in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and again at the end of, of Ephesians 4, it tells us that we will be strong and we will grow. As a matter of fact, it says that we're pursuing, much like Michael and every believer in there, we're pursuing the maturity of Christ. We want to be a mature man. And that's growing up into the likeness of Christ. So all of us here are pursuing Christ's likeness. I'll use that word a lot. And then for the church as a whole, it says we're united in, in the love of God. The, the household of faith, according to Galatians 6.10, it says that we do, we do good to everybody. We love everybody, but we especially do good and love those who are in the household of faith. Let me tell you why. Because they're family. We're all blood-bought descendants of the Lord Jesus. We've all been bought by the blood of the Lamb. We've all been made new by the seed of the Spirit. And so we're family-related. So we as a church are just simply the family of God in a local gathering, a household of faith in a local gathering. And we are honored to be here to do this act of obedience to Christ and to the Word of God. Now before Michael and Scarlett come and are seated, you might have now, the deacons are going to get, all men that are ordained are going to do this in a minute. So this is not, if you're not ordained, I'm going to give you a chance. If you have a word or a just a, a word of encouragement, a word of testimony, anything you want to share with with Michael and Scarlett before they come, you can just share it right where you are. Stand up and share it. If there's a word of encouragement, anybody want to share a word, a thought, testimony real quickly? Anybody from the congregation? We'll do this in a minute. Deacons, we'll do that in a minute. Wait on the, I'm going to see if any of the lay people want to share. Come on, guys. Anybody want to? All right, deacons, come on. We're, what we're going to do, Michael, you come. Huh? I'm sorry. Some, somebody had their hand up? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, yes, ma'am, please. I didn't see your hand. This, that's Scarlett's mom. This is Scarlett's daddy. Amen. And Let me say this, she never lost faith in God. 
But um, when she came outside of her depression and began to date, it didn't go so well, did it, Scarlett? <laughs> <laughs> so, we knew all the boys. Some were good, some not so good. And uh, Scarlett was working for the city of Dable. And one day, Michael walked into the city of Dable to work on the computer. And Scarlett, uh, Michael told me later, he said, I've never seen anybody make so many copies in their life. <laughs> she went back to the computer room. They were checking each other out. And they had their first Te date. Tell us, sister. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to ask the deacons to come on. Anybody that's ordained, deacons, staff members, I'm going to ask you to come on. And what we're going to do today, we've done this before, we're just going to stand up here in front and around Michael. And I just want us to share words of encouragement to him. It's okay if the church hears us. Normally, if you've been to some, we, get, we line up and we, we get around him and kind of whisper something in his ear. But we're going to do this publicly. Okay, So I want the church to hear what I'm going to say and you're going to hear what all these other guys say and then in a moment we're going to lay hands on them together and we're going to pray. But here's what I want you to know, Michael. I'll say this to Eric and I don't know how many people I've been a part of but Scarlett, this, I want you to hear it. I can tell almost all the time where you are spiritually by the eyes of your wife. That's your first role as a shepherd. If you're, if you're going to serve this church, right? It says it begins at home. That's your little sanctuary. You pastor your wife and your home in Brennan before you, and then you can pastor here. You can shepherd here. So I can always, to me, the thermometer, barometer, whatever you say, I, I think is your, your home, where, where your marriage is. That's very, very important to me but it's also important to the Lord Jesus and it's important to this church, a healthy marriage. So I want you to know that that needs to be number one. Somebody else share. Okay. When as Christians, we're known by the fruits of our spirit. And we're known that when we produce spiritual fruit, that we're acting, that we love Christ. I've been a witness to this. Not only for other people, but for my family. I get to work for Scarlet. Sometimes I see her at the church. I see a loving, godly couple. And y'all call me. I look so forward to seeing what God has in store for y'all in the middle. Mm -hmm. I love you both. I support you 100%. My only question is possible. Somebody else? I say, uh, I, uh, I love you guys so much. You know that. I mean, just y'all come to my Sunday school class. Student of the Word. Student, student of the Word. Student of the Word so much. And, you know, my encouragement to you would be, you know, continue to love the Word, love the church, love your wife, and uh, just continue to rejoice and remember the gift of salvation. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so, so pure to go to the next level of obedience, right? Uh, just always remember that. Always 
grace. Grace. Michael, it's been a blessing over the last three or four years to get to know you and Charlotte. And uh, I was, I've been, you know, knowing you on and off, off here and away from church has been has been great. And to see your testimony in your life and to see what God has done for you uh, over the last three or four years that I've known you has been great. And uh, just to see you interact with with my boys mm. it's an awesome thing how we've gotten together on the golf course and played golf together and and uh you know it's it's been it's been awesome to, to be that to see that part of your life and to see how you've grown so much and we're we're excited about the leadership that you bring to our church amen and amen. what what you're going to bring to us here as as Redland Baptist Church and we love you both and thank you Amen. One of my favorite words in all the scripture is partaker because it's so rich with meaning. So when you, when you hear that word, you get to share, right? Share the good things. So what I would commit to you is I'm here to share your burdens. Amen. Okay? So as a servant, uh, so both y'all's burdens, right? Because serving is not an easy thing to do. It's hard. It's the hardest thing to do because you don't know which way to go. And it doesn't matter which way you go, it's wrong somebody right? <laughs> but the key is is to, is to so serving doesn't mean you have to lead things serving means you have to do things and that's all, that's the bottom line so I'll, I'll, I'm going to commit you that uh, share the sh share the wins share share the blessings share the share the glory of, of uh, not the glory that's the wrong word but share share the benefits of, of the of the benefits of, of fellowship in the church but share the burdens when they come mm -hmm. So I commit to you that I'll be there. Amen. I love you guys. I love to see people grow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of that flower, right? That it's it's about to bust. You see it. You know what's fixing to happen. You can't wait. In anticipation. You just can't wait to see that thing bust open. Zach was one of those. Yeah. And so and so it's just a line. So thank you guys for your willingness to be part of be partakers in all the things that the church has to offer, but all the things that you're now going to bring to that word of partaker. Mm -hmm. Somebody else? Speaking of partaker, I got to know Michael a little bit better when he first came uh, a couple, three years ago, I guess it's been. Uh, he uh, talked baseball, and I love baseball. <laughs> and so we got together almost every Sunday and talked about his his team that he was managing at yeah. that time and Brennan and how good he was uh, doing. And so I ask you to continue to be not just a, a husband, but be a father and a leader to him. Amen. 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 Michael, I love you as my brother and Charlotte as my sister. And very proud of this moment. Mm -hmm. and excited and, and just thankful for all the service that you've been to our Lord and Savior and and look forward to fellowshipping and serving together with you side by side. Mm -hmm. We just uh, ask God to bless you and everything you do. I'm going to read a verse. We're not through, but let me read one verse. It says, do your best. Word means grab it by the horns is kind of the idea. I mean, top part, do your best to present yourselves to God an approved worker who does not need to be ashamed.
And here's the key. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Cutting that row straight, knowing exactly what God's word says. And this is where, and when it talks about a deacon, you serve with a clear conscience because you know the biblical truth. You serve with a clear conscience because you know God's word is true. Uh, I want you to, y'all know you've been a student of God's word. You can't, you can't lay that down. It, really, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. There's just a higher, there's just a little bit more accountability now. I'm honest. And you're a public thing at the book of Bible says. You're put on a little pedestal. And there's accountability. You've got to be, and it says not sinless, but blameless. I mean, somebody can't point their finger at you and say, you did this wrong. It's a huge responsibility. Somebody else. We're excited to have you all join and serve the church. And one thing that just keeps uh, is, is a blessing to remember for myself, and I want you all to remember it as well, that everything we do for the Lord lasts forever. Amen. It's eternal work, isn't it? It's eternal Oh, work. my gosh. What a great message. Let's lay hands on them here, and I'll just lead us in a quick prayer. In honor of this, I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Let's all stand together. We're going to sing a little hymn after this, but uh, I just want you to be standing, and you be praying as I voice a little prayer now. Father, this goes all the way back, really, to Moses. Then, Lord, I think about Acts. When, in order for the pastors to teach the Bible, there are certain things they didn't need to have to do. And, Lord, we've, we've traveled 2,000 years of history, but that's still true. We need servant men, men who will serve the church and lead the church so preachers can preach. Father, thank you for the call. Thank you for the responsibilities. Father, thank you for the fruitfulness that will be Michael's as he serves Redland Baptist Church as a deacon. Father, I pray for he, I pray for him and Scarlett, that, Lord, your presence, the truth of your word, the power of your spirit would never leave them. Lord, thank you for servants. Oh, dear God, thank you for the church. Oh, bless this couple now in the days to come, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Y'all go ahead and stand, guys. Y'all can be seated. I'm going to let them stand right here. We're going to sing a little benediction in my life, Lord. It's on the screen, maybe. Sing it with me. In my life, Lord. In my life, Lord. In your church.